0: 43 welcome back to the windows and mirrors podcast my name is john and i'm keith and remember this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the bible is more like a window than it is a mirror we come to it to look through it uh, and see god we don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves all right deuteronomy chapter 13
1: deuteronomy man we're making our way through deuteronomy uh it's been super dope so far and we're still in this middle chunk, right? This big chunk that's t- talking about uh, an expansion of the Ten Commandments. And so what he's going to get at here, bro, is the false prophets, mm, right? Yeah. So remember, later, right, or Deuteronomy is, if the Old Testament is a will, Deuteronomy is the hub, right? Yeah. And so how the prophets would be evaluated <laughs> yeah, comes from this chapter. right? And so he's like, beware of false prophets. Right, <laughs> you know, right, and right. Um, what's crazy is that the Lord wants them to have discernment about who they listen to. Right. And this is and this is still important for us today, bro. Right. Because he's like, at the end of the day, you know what they could do? They could have a vision. They could perform a sign or a wonder. And it could right? come true. And it could and it could be fulfilled, bro. Yeah. But if they're drawing you away from the one true God, don't listen to them. Right. right. And so this is an application of that third command to not misuse the name of the Lord in vain because right. they would be ones who are irreverently right using the name and person of God for their own means
0: right mm. yeah yeah nah, so, Yeah. No. Nah, no. Nah. yeah yeah keep on going
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no so, so I just I just think it's important for us man that um we, we just need to be mindful uh, of the voices we listen to and not think that God is in the giftedness necessarily right yeah or in the um, miraculous, right? Um, but in the faithful.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so I do think one of the things that we see here is that God does throughout the Bible, puts unique responsibility on the leaders of the people, but then God is also gonna put a unique responsibility on the people that are being led, right? That Mm -hmm. they have a responsibility to discern what comes from the top nobody is to blindly follow right
1: so much so that
0: it's like um the apostle paul is going to repeat something similar in galatians he's going to be like yo look no, no no if we or another angel comes to you and preaches a different gospel something that leads you away from god no no listen Y'all don't need to blame nobody that's in charge. <laughs> you all have the responsibility to discern for yourselves this. Right. And and so I do think that's why it is uh, it like incumbent on us and pressed on us that everybody from the top to the bottom has to mm-hmm. be familiar with God's word. We've got to know that's what God up. is like, what God would say, the things that God absolutely wouldn't say. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we all have a responsibility to to discern the leaders or to discern um, the trustworthiness of the leaders that we follow.
1: Yeah. And it's on the community, he says, to remove them. Right. Right. And so kind of like you said, he puts it on all of Israel. Fourteen comes and it's just a rerun of (laughs) uh, the Levitical food laws in Leviticus 11 that we talked about. And this is just showing the continuity and consistency of god that right. he gave to the law that he gave to the first generation and now the second generation and again an application of the third command right what god is saying is publicly and missionally they need to be aligned in with with god's word right so this inconsistency would show up in a lack of reverence for god if they were eating the foods that god told them not to eat right before the people who uh were the uh, before the nations who god wanted to come to himself and um i love with um This Old Testament scholar Carmen Eimes, she actually did her PhD at Wheaton, and uh, she did it on the the Third Command. And um, she she says uh, bearing the name of the Lord or misusing the name of the Lord is usually narrowly applied to just you know saying God's name in vain. Right. right? But um, what she says it's it's more like bearing an invisible tattoo, right? Mm. And it marks the people of God off, um, but it shows up visibly right? Through their character and their conduct. Mm -hmm. And so that's why the Lord is, is, um, uh, saying these things here and at the deepest level of who they were, right? There was supposed to be this reverence for the name and person of God, especially in how we applied and live God's word. Yeah. Yeah. And I
0: think in 14 as, yeah, uh, we get to the end and we talk about the necessity of, yeah sharing the excess of what you have with those that don't have right that Mm -hmm. we're reminded that like one of the ways that we like don't take god's name in vain one of the ways that we continue to show his character is in our generosity god's goodness is meant to go around right that (laughs) for those of us that have more than what we need that's a sign that god wants us to use it as a channel for distributing god's grace right everything that we have is god's right this God is not taxing people unnecessarily in requiring the first tenth. It's just a reminder. No, no, listen. Everything that you have is God's and is to be used to spread and advance the goodness of God.
1: Absolutely. And then final two chapters, Sabbath, right? He's going to apply the Sabbath to the people of God. And again, you know, you have the Sabbath once a week. You have the Sabbath year uh, every seventh year. And then you have the sabbatical or the the year of Jubilee every seven, seven years. And then you had the festivals, right, where you see um, the Sabbath is the main thread that kind of binds all the festivals together. This idea of rest, this idea of release of the slaves, this idea of restoration. All of these ideas are kind of uh, enmeshed in these laws. And the thing that's that's happening here, man, um, again, you see care for the marginalized as well here. But the thing that's happening here is that the Sabbath, man, is baked is baked into the calendar of Israel, bro. Right. Right. And as a way to remind them and prepare them for their destiny. Right. right? Their ultimate sabbatical rest and worship face-to-face with the God of the universe. That's what they would have forever. And God wants to give them a taste of that now. Yes. Right. So that we wouldn't set our hope on the things here. Right? right. But on what's to come with him forever, with his people forever.
0: Yeah, bro, that this this like regular practice of canceling debt setting slaves free right we see this mm-hmm. justice not as something additional but something essential to this uh, our something that's central to our worship of the lord right that all of this is being done to remind the people that god is a god that sets slaves free right this Amen. regular practice of seeing practical debts canceled is meant to remind people and to cement them Uh, to cement in them the type of community that God wants them to be, right? This type of justice work done in the community, it doesn't happen anywhere else. There's no other nation that does things like this. It's something that's unique and special to the people of God. And I think sometimes we can get into books like this and spend so much time trying to make sense of all the obscure food laws that we don't take into account Mm -hmm. these guidelines and the emphases that the Bible places on his community being this unique place where the poor are cared for like no other place on earth, showing us what God is like, that God does have a care and concern for the people that everybody else in the world would wanna throw away.
1: Larry Hurtado in um, his book, Destroyer of the Gods, New Testament scholar passed a few years ago. Um, One of the things he said that separated the early church out from the the communities around them. Yeah. One of the things he said was that care for the poor Mm. and may it be said in this generation, man, that we have that same emphasis that marks us out as a holy people living for a holy God.
0: Amen. Yeah. Yeah. God, you've provided us so many good guidelines to display your goodness in so many ways. And Lord Jesus, I pray that you would help us to continue on. Um, uh, help us to, God, live in such a way where people see our good deeds and they glorify you, our Father, mm. in heaven. I pray that people that feel um, like they're outcasts or thrown away in their interactions with us, they would be reminded not just they have a place in the family of God, but they have a place with you, our Father God. So, Lord, give us the grace, uh, give us the courage, and give us the opportunities to radically display this today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.